Hello and welcome to Second Nature. My name is May and I will be your host for today. Today we will be sitting down with Professor of Cultural Studies and Global Affairs, Paul Smith, to discuss his upcoming book on vaccines. Here is more about the book in his words. When everyone else was writing about COVID, um, you know, while everyone's in lockdown and hundreds of articles came out um, and they all pretty much seemed kind of like very um, pessimistic and um, they seemed in lots of ways unsatisfying. Um, and when someone asked me to do one of those, I thought, why, <laughs> uh, why would I do that? But then when they asked me, it was just around about the time that the vaccines were, um, were being rolled out. And I thought, well, nobody, nobody has written anything about that yet um, that I can see. Um, but also it was like, it was just interesting to see what the reaction, the cultural and social political reaction to those vaccines really was um you know like the the first the first wave was like this kind of huge enthusiasm and optimism um you know this is going to solve all of our problems let's get it done kind of thing um it, it obviously didn't kind of turn out quite that way you know as we're looking further down in the year uh, it still hasn't kind of done that but but the vaccines offered that kind of hope and optimism at a certain moment and I thought it would be time to kind of take that line if you like rather than the you know we're all doomed by Covid um, kind of line but also I've uh, just on another level I found the um, the idea that these vaccines were uh, of a brand new kind um, they weren't your traditional vaccines they worked on a, on a, on a different principle or at least the the, the principal ones um, the the so-called uh, mRNA vaccines, and I, I I just began thinking about what that uh, what that difference really was, um, and it, it seemed to me that the the older vaccines, the more traditional vaccines, um, sort of had a had a very particular kind of relationship to the kind of the the natural world, if you like. You know, they they came from the natural world. They came uh, from the well. We we were curing ourselves or vaccine vaccinating ourselves against um, diseases by putting those diseases in us, <laughs> um, and. The mRNA vaccines don't do that, obviously, so they work very differently. So I thought there must be some, um, you know, kind of, if, if you like, imaginary difference or, or in our imaginations, there's got to be a difference about these new vaccines. So I started to explore that, and that was that was the main um, that was the main impetus. That was the beginning of of, of of the book itself. As Professor Smith began his research process in a social and cultural climate that was reacting strongly to the introduction of mRNA vaccines, he found the focus of his book shifting. As the whole narrative of the vaccine rollout kind of emerged, and um, we got, we, you know, again, we're still not very far into it, I suppose, but um, it feels like we've been rolling these things out now for years <laughs> but, but it's only a few months um and 
one of the significant things that has gone on during that time is the, um, for me anyway, the, the way in which, um, the way in which the pharmaceutical corporations and governments and nations and world health organizations, uh, the way in a kind of globalized world, how all these things work together has been really kind of laid bare and kind of, um, uh, and honestly doesn't look particularly attractive. Um, so a lot of it has now become about you know the all of the kind of nasty stories if you like about um uh about how uh, the higher income countries were kind of kind of doing vaccine you know keep what what was the word uh stockpiling vaccines in order to uh kind of vaccinate their own populations and not letting vaccines get to the lower income countries uh vaccine nationalism all, all those kind of things, but also the um, the way in which uh, the, the the pharmaceutical corporations, the principal ones, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson, how how they have reacted to um, you know the the fact that they've got these things on their hands of which they are now producing billions and can make billions of dollars. Um, and how they've been organizing themselves, how they've been doing that. And I, I, I'm particularly interested in the way that they they are refusing, even now, um, to allow certain kinds of uh, technology transfer and intellectual property transfer to lower income countries, um, on on basically on the grounds that are kind of completely specious, I think, um, but. They say, you know, if we give away our technology or our intellectual property, then we have no incentive to make new ones again in in the future. Um, which I, I say I think is pretty specious. But we, but the the question of intellectual property uh, again at the kind of global level at the moment um, is, is a really kind of crucial part of what I'm thinking about in terms of of all this. So. So there was that. So, you know, first of all, it was the imagination of, of vaccines for us as subjects. Then it was, um, the, the whole, if you like, the whole political economy of the vaccines, um, as they've been rolled out. And then there's a, th a third part, and this is the part I'm most, um, unclear about at the moment, uh, having not yet quite finished the book. Um, and I'm not, and I'm really not quite sure what I'm doing here. But it, it's it's essentially about the the, the anti-vaxxers, if you like, or about the people who, um, who who are for whatever reason refusing to um, actually kind of get themselves vaccinated. Um, and I say that that's a bit I find I find very I'm still finding very mysterious. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Maybe mysterious isn't the word. I mean, there are very, very clear kind of rationales for a lot of people to do this, um, but I fear that a lot of a lot of the anti-vax sentiment is actually more about the, um, or you might call the kind of divided politics of our last few years, especially in in this country. Um, it's rather more about that than it is about the vaccines themselves. So I'm I'm still trying to kind of figure um, a handle on on all of that to kind of like to 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 make some sense of it basically.
So, but th th those three things are, are what the book is essentially built around. Um, but it, it, it's also not, uh, um, it's, it's not just like three big chunks of things. I, I, I like to write my books in a, in a way where, um, the, the, the there's, sections if you like and they're short ish usually and then they they try to kind of produce a bigger picture that you have to put together yourself rather than have you know here's my argument one here's my argument two here's my argument three but just like kind of get a lot of stuff into the mix at once and let you make of it what you will Biopolitical theory has been very influential in the cultural studies field. A lot of biopolitical theory depends upon metaphors of the body and medicine. As Professor Smith continued his research journey, he kept returning to the concept of immunity and immunology in particular. He asked himself whether biopolitical theories view of how societies protect themselves and immunize themselves would have to change its metaphors with these new modes of vaccination. In terms of the, the, the first part of the book, in, in thinking about what um, what they actually do to us. I think cultural studies has been influenced for a, a long time by a kind of biopolitical theory that um, is really, to me, not up to the task of dealing with this um, this kind of new intervention, if you like. Um, and so, I mean, in, in, a, in a way, what I, was, what I want to do or what I'm trying to do is kind of have a kind of a corrective to the um, the biopolitical theory that's out there. I, I've never been a fan particularly <laughs> um, of bio, biopolitics, but it's now, it seems to me it's now just, it's showing itself to have had its day, <laughs> right? Um, and so, you know, I'm just trying, on the theoretical level, just trying to think of, of ways in which uh, we might refigure or reconfigure um, the theoretical way that we might look at, um, at that part of our culture. As Professor Smith wraps up writing the book and enters the editorial process, he has specific goals for how he hopes the book changes the way we converse about vaccines and their impact on culture and society. One is, as, as I just said, to kind of like to rethink the um, to rethink really maybe the influence of biopolitical bio theory in cultural studies. Um, in the second part, I, I, I would just like people to see the horror. <laughs> um, the second part is really in lots of ways just reporting. Um, I'm just like, I, I've gathered together um, all kinds of information over the last few months um, from pretty much any any source I could find. You know, there are days I had like, you know, a hundred uh, tabs open on my on my web browser um, and it, it, it's really just reporting and trying to put together th uh, things which are kind of disparate otherwise um, and to say look you know we, we we might we might be benefiting from uh, these vaccines but these these people aren't our friends <laughs> these uh, these pharmaceutical corporations are, are basically as we probably already knew, uh, fundamentally rotten. And I mean, I'd, I'd even go so far as to say evil, um, which is a bit of a kind of contradiction. Um, 
but I think we need to get our heads around the fact that they're not behaving well, even while they're giving us the means to um, vaccinate ourselves against this uh, this virus. Um, I mean, one of, just to kind of extrapolate from that a little bit, you know, one of one of the things that was very clear very early on um, was uh, that they understood that. Um, the pharmaceutical companies, I mean, they understood that uh, they would be able to manipulate the prices of the of the jab, um, not just in the in the initial rollout, but afterwards. They had they had a whole um, plan right from the very beginning for what they call pa uh, post pandemic pricing. Um, so they 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 knew all along that they were going to jack the prices up. Of everything, um, as soon as there was, a, as soon as they could get control of um, of the pandemic, that hasn't quite happened for them yet. But but their solution to it is uh, boosters, um, and it seems to me that that, that you know e again, even if we need the boosters, um, it's not like uh, they're doing they're they're not doing anything out of the goodness of their heart. While this is a topic that is particularly prescient in our current global moment, writing this book has made Professor Smith confront some personal struggles in unexpected ways that he hopes translates to helping people navigate the many effects of vaccines. Well, actually, it, it gets very personal um, at a certain level, which is to say, um, as many people know, I was very sick last year. And... Um, one of the things about being sick during a pandemic and a lockdown <laughs> um, is you, that you get a um, you get a good sense of where your being, where your body, kind of fits into um, you know the what, what I now call the um, the vaccine industrial complex. <laughs> um, it's just a. a for me, it was just important to be able to kind of get some clarity just for myself about um, about how that whole complex actually operates. Um, even while it was curing me of my disease, and while it was it was also at the same time vaccinating me against the uh, the virus, um, I, I, I felt very much subject to it, and very much. Um, um, in, in certain ways privileged in it and in other ways not. Um, so uh, for me, there was a lot of like personal kind of discovery, if you like, <laughs> that went on during that. Um, but again, in, in terms of the of, of writing it's, itself, my, you know, the, the goals I said earlier on are the ones that I think are, are important. Um, the, the idea of, you know, how we're going to theorize this new, phase and the idea that you know again in the kind of global context the um the the ways in which governments health authorities pharmaceutical companies operate together um the political economy of uh, of the vaccines that's we, we we need to know what's going on there with those hopes in mind, Professor Smith should be finishing the book soon with its release in early 2022. I should have finished it by the end of the year if I can get my 
head around <laughs> the, the, the remaining problems that I alluded to. Um, and my, my press, the, I, the reason I chose the press, Anthem Press, uh, to go with is that they promise that they can get a book out in six months. So I'm hoping that it will be out by the, by the summer. And I imagine people will still be thinking about vaccines at that point. We want to thank Professor Paul Smith for sharing some insight as he completes this important work, and we look forward to the book's release on Anthem Press next year. You can learn more about Professor Smith and other books he's written on the Cultural Studies GMU website, culturalstudies.gmu.edu. Thank you for listening to this episode of Second Nature. Special thanks to Professor Paul Smith and Professor Denise Albanese for their help in organizing this episode. This episode was written, edited, and hosted by May Santiago. Music is by Daniel Birch.